Welcome, welcome to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1, featuring Bay Area Sports Insight. Now, here's your host, Jimmy B. Good morning, sports fans, and welcome to the Jimmy B Sports Show. I'm your host, Jim Barron. Today is Saturday, the 14th of October, huge weekend of sports. We've got some good college football, we have some Major League Baseball playoffs, and of course, the Bucks hosting a big game against the Detroit Lions tomorrow. JimmyBSports.com, shoot me an email. We'll get the show started right after this quick break. Welcome to the gymnasium. Everything is expensive right now. Gas, food, you name it. You're spending more, you're making the same or less money. It's not your fault. It's the economy. And guess what? If you rack up too much credit card debt like some of us, you can't pay your bills. Then the credit card companies, as nice as they are, start hounding you for money. A smart thing for you to do is to call the Zero Debt. They can help you consolidate all your credit card bills into one affordable payment. 800-514-2152. That's 800-514-2152. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, sports fans. Ready for some football. We had a week off with the Bucks. I know it's very hard when your team has a bye, but we survived it. That coupled with the Rays' loss out of the playoffs last week uh, led for a long week. However, here we are uh, going into the game. We're going to be hosting Detroit. That's a Sunday at 425 tomorrow. Should be a great day of uh, football across the board. Talking about both these teams. The Lions, of course, uh, they're four and one. Uh, they're playing well. Campbell has that team going in the right direction, and of course, the Bucks are three and one after four games with the bye last week. So, I think that if you look at the loss that the Bucks had, it was against a very tough Eagles team, which may be, um, you know, the best in the NFC or at least in the top two, if you want to uh, talk about San Francisco in there as well. But uh, the Bucks are actually a three-point underdog in this game, and for good reason, because I think Detroit definitely has proven itself as a team that is able to move the ball up and down the field. Uh, they have David Montgomery, who the Bucks are going to have to stop. Uh, can we do it? Yeah, I think we can. Uh, Bucks defense, as long as we're not on the field, more than we're not. Uh, of course, any defense, once you're on the field and you're gassed like that, uh, it's hard to stop anybody. But I think the key to the Bucks winning this game is to go out there and make Jared Goff beat you with his arm. Don't let them run the ball down your throat. So take away the run, make him go out there. He doesn't make too many mistakes. Uh, you are able to go out there and force him once in a while into a bad throw. But You have him on one side of the ball, and then you have Baker Mayfield on the other side of the ball. Now, so far this year, Baker has done all the right things. He's comfortable in the pocket. I think that uh, he's a good passing matchup this week uh, to exploit downfield. As long as he he is protected, don't get me wrong, you have to keep the quarterback upright for anyone to have a good game. But you have Mike Evans, that week off really helped his hamstring. All signs he had practiced um, 
Thursday and yesterday, he's ready to go. So between him and Evans out there, you have uh, Tompkins. I think Palmer may get a couple balls thrown his way. So I, I think that, again, if you give Mayfield the time to go out there and uh, see down the field, read the defense, I think from an offensive standpoint, we'll be okay. It's going to be a close game. I don't see either team pulling away. I think that uh, the, the Bucks have been playing hot. So is Detroit. It, it's got the makeup of a great game. Of course, it's uh, throwback day. You have the creamsicle uniforms that are going to be out there. And I think that when it's all said and done, the Bucks are going to give their fans something to cheer about. And I, I think that the Bucks win this one on a field goal at the end. That's going to be my um, actually upset pick of the week is the Bucks winning that one. Uh, you have uh, some good games as well. You have the, um, uh, the Broncos played the Chiefs on Thursday night. Obviously, that, that wasn't going to be one of the better ones this week. Chiefs won that game by a score of 19-8. to Pretty boring game, actually, unless you're a fan of Kansas City uh, or, <laughs> or um, you know, just like watching them play. I think that you're going to see the, the Chiefs come down to earth a little bit. But I think the game of the week is going to be the Cowboys at the Chargers. If you looked at what happened last week, the Cowboys offense, uh, they're sputtering. You know, Dak Prescott, he had no reliable field stretching ability last week. And you know, thanks to some offensive line issues, he really had no consistent running game either. So uh, it's going to be... Justin Herbert on the other side, he's going to you know, be thrown downfield again. And even without Mike Williams, he should have um, uh, Austin Eckler too, I believe. So I think that Herbert's offensive line is going to come up big and help him stay upright. And I think that Prescott is going to be chased out of the pocket by Khalil Mack. So I look for Dallas, although you would think that after getting embarrassed last week, by San Francisco that Dallas would come back and win this game. I don't really see that happening. I see the Chargers going out there and uh, putting up some good numbers and actually winning the game by about 10. Um, then you have another game. You have Cincinnati playing Seattle. That's a one o'clock game. If you look at this game, it might seem like they're evenly matched given the Bengals record of two and three and Seattle sitting at three and one coming out of a bye but this is a really a, a good matchup for Joe Burrow Jamar Chase to stay hot against a struggling pass defense in my in my uh, opinion defensively the Bengals have to have the pass rush with Trey Hendrickson and Sam Hubbard to take advantage of the Seahawks hurting at the tackles for Geno Smith so now the thing about the Bengals though they they need to be a better home team. And Seattle already won on a long road trip, which, although it was against the Giants. So I really think that since he comes out, plays a good game. Burrow had a great game last week. He's going to continue that. And I think that my um, my pick this week is the Bengals definitely by about two touchdowns uh, over, over the Seahawks in this one. So I look for that one to... Uh, to be a pretty decent game for the first half. Don't forget, you do have the 9 o'clock game where they're in London again this week. You have the Ravens and Tennessee. 
Lamar Jackson, the entire Ravens offense, uh, you know, really having some issues with the new system. And, you know, they have an inconsistent running game. And Jackson doesn't seem to be the Jackson of old. I don't know if it's a nagging injury. Uh, I'm not quite sure what the situation is there. The Titans, uh, they also seem to have Jackson's number in the past. But uh, saying all that, the Titans' defense is breaking down up front. And quite honestly, their secondary is pretty bad right now. The Ravens can keep slowing Derrick Henry across the pond, but it doesn't matter because I think that if you look at this team, I think that when everything is all said and done, Baltimore is going to find a way to win this game by about a touchdown. A good game, Commanders at the Falcons. I think that if you look at this game, the Commanders are breaking down against the run, and the Falcons tend to stop the run well and force teams to pass. So in order to win the NFL, you have to run the ball and stop the run. Sam Howell's going to be um, ready to go, but you know he's been having his issues the last couple games. Conversely, Desmond Ritter. He uh, cleaned up his game a little bit, and he seems to enjoy throwing to Kyle Pitts and Drake London. And those are two guys who can cause issues for Washington's defense. Plus, Washington really is not that good against a run. And Bijan Robinson, I think, is going to really have a big game. I look for the Falcons to win this game by a touchdown. Another good game, you have the Vikings, three-point Favorites at Chicago. This game's going to be fun to watch, I think. Whenever these two teams get together, it, it makes for an interesting game. But even though the Vikings are going to be without the top receiver, Justin Jefferson, who happens to be a Bears killer, by the way, over the years, but they still have enough firepower around Kirk Cousins with Hawkinson. Jordan Addison stepped up last week, KJ Osborne. Um, so I, I think that. If you look from an offensive standpoint, the Vikings will go out there and score some points. Now you have Justin Fields on the other side for Chicago. Is he going to stay hot passing? Uh, he does take off running the ball as well. Um, the Vikings going to have to double double team DJ Moore and maybe force him to throw somewhere else, which is a possibility. I think it's going to be a uh, pretty high-scoring game, but I do look for the Vikings to win this game probably by about, uh, I would say, five to six points. San Francisco, four-and-a-half-point favorites at Cleveland. This is this is the pick that I think you, if you want to uh, put a couple shekels on the game, go with the 49ers right now. Um, Deshaun Watson, I believe, is not going to play, which means that... Um, the, the Browns are going to have less offense than usual. Their defense is pretty good, but the 49ers, they're too versatile. They're too explosive. Uh, they have multiple weapons for them, and I really think that they're going to run all over Cleveland in this game. Um, and I really think that you can pick the number that you want. I, I think that when it's all said and done, without Deshaun Watson there for Cleveland, uh, Brock Purdy's looking like you know, Brock Montana out there. Of course, you have McCaffrey. Um, you have Kittle. You have all those guys from San Fran that can just you know, take the ball and, and you know, play football the way you're supposed to play football. So they're one of the best teams in the league. I look for them to really uh, blow out Cleveland by at least 14 points. 
Panthers at the Dolphins. That's a game that's at 1 o'clock as well. At Miami. Miami's destroying teams at home. They got speed and quickness and, you know, whether they want to you know, show off their running game or the big play passing game, it doesn't really matter because against Carolina, they've struggled defensively against both of those aspects, the passing and the running game. So um, they're also not really good in the pass protection for uh, Bryce Young. Dolphins defense, kind of middle of the pack, but I think they're built more to rush the passer, and I look for the Dolphins to uh, come up huge in this game as well. you got the Colts at the Jaguars. Jacksonville's minus four and a half point favorites on this one. This is a uh, pretty well-timed revenge game for Garden Minshew. If you remember where it all started up there in Jacksonville. So, um, Richardson, Right shoulder injury, cold secondary proved that it can't handle Calvin Ridley and all of Trevor Lawrence's weapons. So I think that uh, Jacksonville's defense is also pretty good. They're going to slow down Zach Moss and Jonathan Taylor. My pick is Jacksonville in this game. The Saints at the Texans. The Saints, what do you do with the Saints? Are they the team that um, got blown out by our Bucks? A couple weeks ago, or are they the team that uh, went up there and gave Bill Belichick and the Patriots the worst loss in a long time up there in Foxborough? I don't know, um, but they're running of Calvin, of Alvin Kamara, and they're playing good defense. Um, Derek Carr, you know, we'll say what we have to say about him after the game. I think that the Texans' defense looked pretty good against Atlanta. Um Saints blocking is still questionable in my mind. They can put some good pressure on Carr and and see what happens. I'm going to go with the Texans by a field goal. This game should be a close game. Speaking about the Patriots, they're playing at the Raiders. Um, The the, the Raiders are a three-point favorite, which means it's a pretty even uh, matchup at this point. Don't forget you have Josh McDaniels, uh, who's in his second year there as the Raiders coach. He's a disciple of, of Belichick, so it should be interesting. A lot of talk up there about Belichick. It might be time for him to go. And we'll see what happens. If, if the Patriots come out and have another lousy game, uh, that might happen. Now, Matt Jones for the Patriots, they can't find the end zone. They have no idea you know, where the end zone is. They're not resigning Jacoby Myers. Um, you know, Belichick's defense is pretty shaky. And I think that the Raiders actually win this game by a touchdown. You got the Cardinals at the Rams. That's also a um, four o'clock game tomorrow. Cardinals pass defense fell apart uh, in a similar pass happy offense last week uh, with the Bengals. They just ripped them on the back end. So I think that um, they don't have any answers, especially for Cooper Cup, uh, Nakua, Tutu Atwell. Um, uh, they're going to miss Connors with the knee this week, but I think when it comes, uh, push comes to shove, you're going to get some, you know, some good pressure from Aaron Donald, obviously. I think that the Rams win this game, and I think they cover the spread. I think they win by about seven. You have the Eagles at the Jets. Uh, I think the Eagles stay undefeated, although it's going to be a close game. Uh, you have... You know, it's a short road trip for the Eagles. The Jets are coming off an emotional 
much needed road win in Denver last week. The Eagles were able to come out and you know when they need to get a first down, Hertz finds a way to do it. Their front line really pushed the um, Rams around last week. So are they going to push the Jets around? Probably. Um, I do think that it's going to be a couple guys for the Eagles are banged up, I'm understanding. So I do think that, you know, if you get Devontae Smith going, Andre Swift there as a running back, I don't see the Eagles losing this one. They'll probably win by 10 when it's all said and done. And then you got the um, Giants at the Bills on Sunday night. Uh, the Giants, you know, <laughs> look at them. Daniel Jones, he's not playing. He's got a neck injury. Barkley's out with an ankle. Wandale Robinson is out with a concussion. Uh, Andrew, Andrew Thomas with the offensive line. I, I don't see how the Giants have a chance in this game. Uh, actually, it'll probably be a good night to watch some baseball as uh, Tyrod Taylor is going to go in there and um, you know, play against his former team. So Buffalo wins this one in a blowout. So that's all the football guys. Like I said, the Bucks. I think that if you look at what the Bucks have to do this week, the Bucks need to go out there and balance the running game with the passing game. I think we're able to do that. I do look for Godwin uh, to have a good game, especially if they start to double-team uh, Evans, which who seems to be healthy, like we mentioned. So I think that's going to be a great game. And I do look for the Bucks at the end to pull off a, a W, although it's going to really be, I think, a very physical game. And Campbell and Detroit, they, um, they're coming down here ready to play. Love to hear your thoughts. JimmyBSports.com. We'll be right back to talk some baseball. You are in the gymnasium on Power 90.1. The old way of living with diabetes is a pain. You've got to remember to do your testing and always need to stick your fingers to test your blood sugar. The new way to live your life with diabetes is with a continuous glucose monitor. Apply a discrete sensor on your body and it continuously monitors your glucose levels. You might be eligible for a CGM through your insurance benefits. Call us today for a free benefits check. 800-390-5160 That's 800-390-5160. Now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, college football fans. Looking forward to some college football today. Let me give you a tip. Get all your... Uh, chores done, yard work, whatever you need to do, honeydew list, because there's really not any top games at noontime that I could see. Uh, all the good games, a couple that I found are between 3.30 and then, of course, later on tonight. So this is week seven. And don't forget, half the season is going to be officially in the books after this weekend. Uh, there are, I think, four matchups of top 25 teams and uh, maybe a fifth one that, that should be. But uh, the, most of the top contests this weekend involve programs from the western half of the country. Uh, that's probably why they're on a little bit later. So one of the games, 3.30, is going to be number eight, Oregon, at number six, Washington. This will uh, be a future Big Ten game 
in the not so distant future or so. But um, let's just enjoy this ride through the Pac-12 as its two most complete playoff contenders square off. Uh, this game's going to have t- two of the nation's three most productive scoring offenses, uh, and they know how to play defense too. You have to watch out for Huskies quarterback Michael Penix. He's averaging 11.2 yards per pass attempt. That's amazing. Um, then you got the receivers of Dunze and Polk stretching the field. Oregon, Bo Nix, the quarterback out there. We all know about him. He's throwing a Troy Franklin. So you got both these teams capable equally of connecting for explosive plays at any time. So I think that you're going to see a good game in this one. And if you're um, looking for a reason why it might not be a good game, um, I, I don't see one. So I think it's going to be uh, one of the better games to watch today. Eight o'clock game, you have UCLA, who's ranked number 22 right now, playing at Oregon State. Uh, now, this may be the, the undercard on the game we just talked about, but it's every bit as important as the big showdown because um, they're both trying to avert a second league loss and stay in the championship mix. Tough to do with two losses, as you know. UCLA's defense has been um, a little bit overshadowed, but... Uh, you know, I, I do think here that the offenses, they might not be quite as flashy as those on display in Seattle, so it might not be as entertaining. However, it's going to have its share of pivotal moments. I think it's going to come down to a huge momentum swing with a uh, fumbled kickoff or a punt return, something like that. But I think it's really going to be uh, another good game to watch. Around the same time at 7.30, you have Southern Cal at Notre Dame. Southern Cal is ranked ninth in the country. Notre Dame is ranked 21st. Um, it, it lost a little bit of its um, top 10 luster um, a few weeks ago with both teams slipping in the pole. But um, I don't think Notre Dame has any path back to the college football playoffs themselves, but they'd be happy to derail USC's title pursuit. I think that, you know, look at Caleb Williams. Uh, I don't think he's going to have another bad day of, of throwing the ball, and he's going to probably go out there and and really have a good game. Uh, Irish quarterback Sam Hartman, he's going to be happy just to not have the city of Louisville in his rearview mirror, uh, and I think that he'll go out there and play a pretty decent game as well, as long as the USC Trojans don't. No, break out of its mini slump and explode, which is quite possible. It should be a good game, and I, I look for that one to come down to the wire as well. Fun game to watch. I think that USC should win that game. Uh, 7.30, Missouri, ranked number 25, is at Kentucky, number 23. Another tough SEC battle. This, this conference is never easy. They're both programs are trying to break through with signature wins. Uh, you know, the Wildcats had any notions of an upset uh, stomped on pretty early at Georgia. Well, the Tigers, you know, they may have had a harder time putting the missed opportunity against LSU behind them. But nonetheless, uh, running back Ray Davis was stymied by the Bulldogs. Look for them to have a good game today. And uh, Brady Cook is going to be looking for his receivers. Luther Brandon, the third, and... Uh, 
think he's going to find him pretty often, so that should be a good game if you're looking for one. I think that the Wyoming and Air Force game will be another one that is worth the watch. It's a huge showdown uh, in the Mountain West, and it probably should be a top 25 showdown. Both teams aren't ranked, however, but I think it could be. Um, the Cowboys had to work a lot harder last week, surviving a late charge to hold off Fresno State. Uh, Air Force has a tough offense, and I think that um, Zach Larrier there, the one who directs that offense from the quarterback position, is going to have a good game. So they're the ones, and I'll throw one more. You know, Miami of Florida is going to be at North Carolina. North Carolina is ranked 12th. Uh, this was an anticipated battle of some ACC unbeatens. Didn't really materialize, but um, you know, I think right now you have to look at. Uh, these two teams should be one of the games that will be worth watching. So hopefully uh, you want to throw Texas A&M in there maybe at number 17, Tennessee. Um, that's a, a mid-October must-win for either of these teams. And I think that Tennessee's going to come out on top of it. They're my picks for watching the uh, games this weekend in college. We'll be right back to break down some baseball. You are in the gymnasium on Power 90.1. Fire and Ice Heating and Cooling, serving Valrico and surrounding areas. Locally owned and operated, Fire and Ice will give you an honest estimate on any repairs you might need. Also specializing in new installs, using the industry's highest quality parts and equipment. Don't fall for service time gimmicks that end up sticking you with an overpriced repair bill. Over 25 years of experience dedicated in providing exceptional services. When you don't want service with a guest, call the best. Fire and Ice Heating and Cooling. Call 863-797-7096. That's 863-797. 7096 or online at fireandiceair.com. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, baseball fans. You are in the gymnasium as we get ready for the American League and National League Championship Series. Going to take a quick email. Chris in Ruskin. Jimmy B, does the regular season in Major League Baseball mean anything anymore with the top records being bounced early in the playoffs? That's a great email, Chris. Thank you. Um, not quite sure if the regular season is as, as important as they make it out to be. I'll say this. 162 games is a long season. Uh, as you know, it starts down here in spring training uh, in February going to be going now through probably early November, right? So uh, that's a long time. Now, when you talk about the teams that have gotten to the postseason this year, if you want to look in the American League where the Rays are, um, no, we were the four seed playing the Rangers. You had the three seed Twins playing the Blue Jays. And then you had the one and two seeds, the Rangers, I mean, the Orioles and the uh, Astros. So here's what happened in the American League. Number one, the number one seed, Baltimore Orioles, who won, I think it was 101 games this year. They're done. They got blown out by the Rangers. All right. Was it a good year for them? Yeah. I mean, obviously, 101 wins. This is a great season. They lost over 100 games, I think, two years ago. So it was a great comeback for them. And... Um, you know, good job to them for winning the American League East. You had the Rays, 99 games we won. 
Um, finished second, obviously, behind Baltimore in the American League East. Uh, we got swept two in a row by, by the Rangers. Uh, so what does that mean as far as the winning the games during the regular season? Uh, well, so far in the American League, not much, because I just mentioned two of the teams with the best records there that are watching the playoffs at home. Let's move over to the National League. You had the number one seed, the Braves, 104 wins this year. 104 best best record in baseball. They just got beaten four games in a best of five series by the Phillies. Uh, three games to one. Uh, Phillies just outplayed them in every aspect, and uh, the Braves have to figure out two years in a row now they get beat by Philly. Don't forget, they celebrated their uh, winning the division about a month ago on, on Philly's home uh, ballpark there. And then uh, just on Thursday night, they, they lost. So they're done. And you have the Dodgers who won 100 games this year. Uh, so they're done. They get beat by the Diamondbacks. So you have the Diamondbacks and the Phillies playing the National League Championship Series. And you have the Battle of Texas with the Rangers and the Astros fighting it in the American League to see who plays in the World Series. So what does that mean for baseball? I'm hearing things, well, the, it penalizes the top seeds, in this case, the Braves, um, Baltimore, the Dodgers, because they had five games that they had a wait to play because of the buy and everything else. So, you know, I, I don't know how often you hear managers saying, oh, I wish we would play more games. Now, I will say this, once the playoffs start and you start winning and the momentum is with you, you want to keep on playing. It's, it's like the Bucks playing after we uh, had that nice win in week four. We really don't want the bye week. You want to keep on playing, but it's not the way the schedule works out. So does, America, does the baseball um, Manfred and the commissioner have to look at the format? This is only the second year. A lot of people are calling for reseeding of the playoff teams to make it um, a little bit easier for the top seeds, I suppose. Well, I think that once baseball playoffs start, it doesn't really much matter what your record is during the regular season. It's who's really playing the best of all the teams that are in the playoffs at that time. And if you look right now, the teams that are playing the best are the teams that are still playing. The Rangers and the Astros. I mean, you can't count the Astros out. I think, what, seven years in a row they're in the ALCS? I mean, that's, that's ridiculous. So you have... The two teams from Texas there, the Rangers and the Astros, they're, they're both playing you know, very good baseball. And you had the Diamondbacks who you know, were, were able to knock off the Dodgers uh, three games to zero. And they, they beat the Brewers in the series before that. They'll be playing the Phillies. And of course, you know, the Phillies, they beat the Marlins in the play-in series. And then they uh, just beat the Braves three games to one so those are the teams that are playing the best right now it's kind of like it's kind of like hockey you know you need a hot goaltender and you know the team that's playing the best doesn't uh, you know sometimes knocks off the, the team that had the better record during the regular season if you remember what happened with the uh, lightning several years ago so 
to answer your question, does something need to be done with the playoff system? I would say no. I mean, if you want to shorten the season, then that might be something that would be worth looking at. Maybe go down to, I don't know, 150 games possibly. You might not need 162 games to go out there and, and, and win. So because obviously winning, winning your division, you know, that's a goal that every team has when they get into spring training, but it's not necessarily going to guarantee you advancement in the playoffs. Uh, you know, and every team has their own battles to fight. The battles that the Rays fought this year, being decimated with injuries and you now having some star players for some other reasons, not being able to be around really hurt their chances. So, but the bottom line is you have to win the game that's in front of you. And we just did not do that. So you're not going to blame any of the, of the uh, seedings or the, or the brackets for that. You look at the, the Diamondbacks beating the Dodgers. Who's the better team there? Well, you would probably say the Dodgers, except that's not the case. Arizona just you know, swept them. Braves and Phillies, they play each other, I don't know how many times in the same division. Atlanta won that National League East, I think, by 14 games. That's a lo- 14 games is a huge amount of games to win a division by. But yet they were not there and they did that. Come playoffs a couple weeks later, what happens? Well, they get a couple day break. I think it was five days off, if I'm not um, mistaken. It gives you a chance to set your lineup. Strider, Strider pitched two games, the first game and the fourth game for Atlanta. First game, he did not pitch that well. And that may have been the difference in the series. The, um, the Phillies got hot. They hit some home runs uh, at some key times. I, I think Garcia um, there for the Braves. You, you, can't give, you can't give Major League Baseball players or any, any athletes in any sports any type of bulletin board material that's going to work against you in, 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 the, in the playoffs. I don't know what he was thinking, saying something in the locker room, thinking that uh, it wouldn't get out to the media. And then, you know, Atlanta fans being mad at the media that it did get out, that he was saying, oh, poor Harper, boy, whatever it might be. It's not, I mean, these guys are world-class athletes. They don't need any more motivation. So you should really just go out there and probably keep your mouth shut while you're playing. Now, is that good for baseball? To a point, I'm not a big person on taunting. I don't think that that uh, is really good for any sport. However, if someone says something and you want to go out there and prove them wrong and you're able to go out there and do that, there may not be anything wrong with just looking at someone uh, as you round in the bases after hitting two uh, great home runs. So saying that, um, I'd love to hear your thoughts on the rest of the series. What are your thoughts on who's going to get to the World Series? Do you think it's going to be the Diamondbacks continue their run? Uh, Phillies have a home field advantage. First two games there are Monday and Tuesday. Or do you think it's going to be on the other side, the Rangers and Astros? Well, definitely a team from Texas is going to get there, no doubt. Um, Tough to count out either of those two teams right now because both of them are very hot. So it should be a great um, championship series for both sides. 
And like I said, I think that starts on Sunday night with Texas and the Astros. So if the uh, football game isn't that good, I'm sure you'll switch over and watch it. Love to hear your thoughts. Shoot me an email on what you think. Let me know what you think the Bucks' chances are this week against Detroit. Like I said, I think it's going to be a great game. And it wouldn't surprise me that it comes down to a field goal. I think that you know Baker Mayfield uh, has a team rallying around him and I think it's a uh, us versus them type of scenario and I like our chances against Detroit uh, tomorrow you've been in the gymnasium guys that's all the time we have I appreciate all the emails all the um, texts and all the insight what we do is we provide insight on all the sports not just the Tampa sports of course we focus on that but we try to include everything that's going on across the country would love your input on if your team is from somewhere else, that's fine. Shoot me a text, shoot me an email, go to jimmybsports.com and let me know what you want to talk about next time. As always, stay safe, stay vigilant, above all, stay positive. Go Bucks. Talk to you next time in the gymnasium. Mm-hmm.